with Eileen. Hi. What's up? Welcome back to the Life on Curly Cues podcast with me, Eileen. This is episode nine. No. Hold for what episode I'm on. Mm, yeah, I was right. It's episode nine of Curly Headed Cutie. Nope. Episode nine of Life and Curly Headed. I want to say my brand. I'm really failing at this right now. It's episode nine of the Life and Curly Cues podcast. And today I have a special guest because this is someone that when my brother filmed his episode with me, he mentioned um, to come onto the podcast. And now it's finally happening. Hello there. Hello. You want to introduce yourself? So my name is Davion West, <laughs> and this is like the first time I'm ever doing a collaboration, a collab with someone else who's in like the same space and YouTube podcast, whatever it is. Yay. And you guys know how it is. When creators <laughs> get together, it's just so nice to see like what they're doing. Yeah. This is pretty cool. I think, yeah, it's my first collab that's like out and out because one of my previous guests, uh, Jasenia, we filmed many things together, but she's mm-hmm. never posted it yet. So we've done collabs. They're just not out. But yeah, this is my first official collab that will be out as well. So, so. you're like, so she's like Drake. Like I got hits and I even put them out yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically. Um, so you have, you're on this space as well. What do you do on this space? So interesting enough, the first few videos I posted were, um, pin videos like fountain pins i know crazy right go look it up go google <laughs> it but then after that i got into like military videos and travel vlogs and okay. videos and stuff because i love to travel and that's pretty much where i'm at right now i'm trying to build like myself and i want the channel to be about just about my life and just trying to spread positive vibes throughout the world i like it i like it a lot that's cool um so I guess I'll save this for afterwards. So you know a little bit about my podcast and the whole premise of it is talking about adulting and everything like that. So let's go ahead and get right into the big question. What is a moment where you felt like you, that was, that was it. That's the part, not the time I became an adult. Or has it happened yet? Or have you had like a little taste of it type of thing? Okay, I hope this is not going to come across as the <laughs> the wrong way. I know I'm blessed, like really, really blessed. I can't stop counting my blessings. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that happened January of 2019, so this year. Okay. And I had to go to Belgium. And, you know, I was there by myself. First solo travel trip to Europe. And two two different way, two different times where I, I came and I was like, wow, like this is really me adulting. And the first one was like... I was stuck on the train, and the lady was coming through, checking the tickets and everything, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to hand her my ticket. My ticket cost, like, I think it was, like, four euros, so, like, three dollars, some chains, um, and she checked my ticket, and she was speaking to, she was speaking French to me, because that's the language I speak there, uh-huh. and she's, like, saying something and looking at me, I was like, English, and she's like, oh, okay, and she's like, this is the wrong ticket for this area, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, man, I'm going to prison right now, I don't know what a, what a Belgian prison's like, and then I was like, can I buy it, and she's like, she's like, yeah, you can buy one, and then right after that, we pulled into the station, I was like, dang, I should have sat like 10 seats up, we have, the ticket was like 18 euros, I was like, dang. That's crazy expensive. Yeah, I was mad, and then Ooh. the second time was whenever I went to this brewery in Leuven, Belgium, Belgium and it's uh this college town and I went to the Stella 
Arso. I don't know how to say that. Artois. Artois. It's a uh-huh. lot better than what I said. <laughs> and uh, I went, and then I was like, oh, yes. Because it was an English-speaking tour, and I was like, oh, I get to speak English to people finally. And I met these two guys, one from uh, Hungary and the other one from uh, the Netherlands. And we were talking everything about, like, exes. And they're like, yo, come out with us. Let's go Let's go party. This yeah. is a college town. Let's meet some Belgian women. And I was just like, oh, yes, I'm here for it. But I was going to London the next morning. I was like, this is not going to work out. I'm not going to wake up the next morning. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Like, he said some stuff and literally was basically like, you're a chicken. But some other Aww. vulgar words. And I was just like, dang. God, I got to go now. But then I was like, I'm not trying to be on a movie. And then, you know, I'm, next thing I know, I'm getting hurt or yeah. something else or murdered. So it was those moments where I had to, like, make those decisions like wow like i could end up doing this or i can be an adult and make sure i make my flight on time like exactly. whenever there's no one else there and you know i was really by myself like i could honestly end up dying so that's true those are yeah life changing decisions that's very cool so you mentioned so okay i like that that's very different because not wow really you're gonna do us like that jonathan jonathan <laughs> Please silence all cell phones now. Do do do. Backtrack. Screw screw. Yeah. Um. Backtrack. So your adulting moment was solo traveling and making those decisions that essentially could have changed your life in various ways. Which I mean, that's a first on my podcast, and that's something that I really want to do in the future. I want to travel. And solo, like, scares the crap out of me, which I follow a lot of travel bloggers and everything like that. And they say, like, doing it solo is the best thing for you and that type of thing. But it's also just a scary thought of, like, oh, if I do this, this could happen or that could happen. And so that's just something I want to do. But I feel you. And those are, yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm going to keep on talking to you until it happens. Okay. Sounds great because I'm saving up money to go somewhere because I have so many friends who have places abroad and it's just a matter oh, of it's me. lit then. Yeah, what? it's just a matter of me getting the money to take to buy those flights. How much do you think a flight costs? Well, so I have a friend who has a property in New Zealand. Oh, that's yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's like over twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, round trip. So what about what about Europe? How much do you think the a good price, the cheapest price you could find. I don't know. I mean, I know there's very cheap things because those cheap websites that like track flights for you mm-hmm. type of thing. And so I've seen those types of things and I know they could probably get cheap, but I've never actually dr- dove into it. I I'm guess guessing Johnny has not told you, but when I went <laughs> to Belgium, not. the tickets I got was, it was, it costed $430 round trip to Belgium. So whenever people spend that much just for continental flights in the U.S., I'm just like, y'all are tripping. That's so. my round-trip flight to Costa Rica that I took my freshman year. You uh, paid that much to go to Costa Rica? Oh, uh, you played yourself with that, too. That's well, been at least 200 I went on a group trip, and that we, the person who was, like, organizing it for all of us, she, like, signed us up for this flight as a group deal or something like that because there were about 20 of us in our group going, mm-hmm. and since it was that big of a group and they were, I don't know, there was a lot of logistics behind it all. And we ended up paying like 400 something round trip to fly out from Houston nonstop straight to Costa Rica. And we were, it was like a two week time period that we were gone. But yeah, that was, that's crazy that I paid the same price and you went across the ocean. Iceland has some good prices too. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's insane. Um, so about your travels, what are all the countries you went to? So I've been to Germany a few times for all my German friends out there. I'm going to say the correct name. I've, I've been to Deutschland. <laughs> Deutschland. Sounds so much better in Germany. Um, and then I've been to Switzerland a few times, London a few times, oh, excuse me, the United Kingdom or England, however you want to say it, a few times. And I've uh, been to Spain twice, but only in the airport. So I didn't get to really live it oh, up so there. Oh, so like you yeah. had like a layover there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I've been to France a few times. I don't know if I said that already. I've been to Greece and Mexico. And there's one other country. Oh, Italy. So I want to go to all those places. You've been everywhere I want to go. And I'm jealous. Don't be jealous. Just make it happen and eventually it will if, if that I means you gotta make sure that you focus <laughs> on your dreams right now since you're only focused on you didn't do it <laughs> yeah um it's that's pretty cool do you have a favorite that you've been to or like a favorite overall experience that you've had from any of those places i'm gonna have to uh... or you can just talk about all of them a favorite experience in each place okay so <laughs> The first time I ever, like, fathomed the idea of going to Europe or another country outside of North America was my junior year of high school. And this is, like, I don't know how many people who are listening are, like, believers in God or a higher power. But, like, really feel like that was really working with me at that Mm -hmm. time because I signed up for a European history AP class. I got in that class. I was like, man, what did I do to myself? This class is hard. (laughs) I guess I do that all the time. Um, And I went to the council. I was like, yo please take me out of this class. And she's like, no, you signed the things and you can't get taken out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll figure it out. And then a couple weeks later, these um, two librarians come in our class. And like, hey, we're taking some kids to mm-hmm. Germany. And they only talk to our class. So that's why I'm saying like something was working there. Oh. And then in my head, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be real with y'all. I was ignorant. I was a 16-year-old boy. And I was like, from America, I was like, wow, why would I want to go to another country? Why would I want to go to Germany? If I'm really real with y'all, like I was like, what do they what do they have to offer from me, right? Mm-hmm. But then something inside of me was like, nah, you need to go, you need to see what's up. So I went. Yeah. And you know, Germany's def- definitely a humbling experience. Probably gonna be my favorite place because I made so many good friends there. And you know, when I went to Germany, drinking age sixteen for beer, eighteen mm-hmm. for hard liquor, and that was just really like nice. They have a different culture and everything. And the school I went to, I was the only black person there. Really honestly, one of the only black people in that town. So, you know. Everyone wanted to talk to me and stuff. And Germany just, I don't know. When I tell you we went on a field trip the first time I was in Germany, we went on a field trip because I was an exchange student for like three weeks there. And I was like, where are we going? He's like, oh, we're going to this lake and everything. We're going to barbecue. They're very big on saying barbecue all the time. <laughs> and I went. Interesting. Yeah, and I went. And uh, I'm like, okay, so how are we getting there? He's like, we're walking. I said, we're what? He said, we're walking. And, fam, when I tell you, we walked for a good hour and a half, almost two hours. We were walking alongside a highway. I was like, what in the That's world? Crazy. If this was America, people would have been so mad. You know, I didn't, at that moment, I was like, wow, this is different. So, fast forward, skirt, skirt. Wow, dude, again. <laughs> if y'all hear those little glimpses as we're recording, uh, my little brother is on the floor trying to be an assistant but failing because he keeps playing videos and his volume is up. So pardon all of that. Continue. <laughs> so then the second uh, – ah, the sec- so. See, you made him lose, 
I can't even talk. You made him lose his place, Jonathan. Okay, so fast forward after Germany was all fun and everything. I went back home. My dad was mad at me. He's like, wow, I told you not to drink. And I was like, dad, you never know when that was going to happen again. So I did it. <laughs> and then uh, I said, I'm going back to Germany the next year. And he was like, you're not doing that. I was like, I'm going to be 18, dad. He's like, you're not doing that. I was like, he's like, where are you going to get that money from? I was like, dad, I'm going to get a job. When I got a job, worked at a daycare the whole year. Hated working there every day after school, but I kept telling myself. It's for the trip. Yes. And then it <laughs> happened again, and I showed up. It was so amazing. And, like, one of the teachers in the school, I actually remember him. He's like, weren't you here last time? That's I was like, awesome. I was, sir. Then again, though, was the only black person there, so, you know. <laughs> um, so, okay, so fast forward to London now. I'm a, I'm a sophomore in college, I believe, and my friend, who's from South Sudan, his family's from South Sudan. And uh, for everyone out there in South Sudan, I don't know what's going on in the country right now, but with everything in the Civil War and just how chaotic it is, I, like, Blessings going y'all's way. Um, I know the world's not really paying that much attention. All right, we're done with that side note. Um, so, yeah, I'm in London. I stayed there for 10 days with him and stuff. And his grandmother's so cute. And, like, people from South Sudan, at least his people, they speak Arabic. Nathan in Africa speaking Arabic right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he speaks it, too. And his grandma was so cute, like, 4'11". She let us stay in his in her apartment. She went to go stay with her brother. And... London. Whenever I land in London, London Heathrow, I I just feel so happy whenever I get whenever I get off the plane. It's just I don't know I don't know how to describe it. Just I love the vibes of London. Um, I guess just just since everyone really knows, being black in America is definitely definitely a thing. But being black in London, if you're looking at it literal, okay, I guess that's a thing too. But it's definitely <laughs> not the same. Like these the it's black a people, yeah, the black people yeah. in London, the, at least the ones I met, who were all Africans. They um, they just don't act like us. Like, when I tell you we went through a store, we were in a store, and we walked out, and the stuff started going off. And I was like, all right, cool. They went empty off your pockets. Oh. I was like, yo, what's up? And they were just like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to make sure I don't go to prison here. What? And they're like, no, nah, nah, stop, stop. It's not like that here. Dang, yeah, that's yeah. very different. I see what you mean. It was just really – I don't even think that – I went to a lot of great places that I've always wanted to see as a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, just maybe I'm meant to be in London someday. But – I don't, I don't know. I just I can't describe it. It's somewhere I felt really happy. So Nice. And uh fast forward, then I think I went to France next with my parents that next that next like couple months later. And that was really nice because my mother has French on her side, but let's I, I don't speak French. So I'm I was about to sorry. ask you, do you speak any other languages? Jonathan, this is your time to come in. Hello? <laughs> He's not even paying attention. <laughs> okay. Well, Johnny speaks French a little bit, but I guess yeah, he's not going to say anything. Yeah, because we took French in high school. I speak it too. That was your cue to help him out. Oh. Je, uh, je m'appelle Hélène. Je, je m'appelle Davion. Oh, there you go. But uh, <laughs> so France, it was nice. We stayed at a resort. Okay, Johnny, your cue is it. over. You're pushing it. <laughs> so we stayed in, um, kind of like a. In a town home on the in the countryside of France. At first, my dad didn't really like it because we had to get on the train every time to, um, to go into Par- um, Paris. But I kind of liked that atmosphere, and <laughs> we had a uh, escargot. And for oh. all you guys who are thinking, "Wow, you really ate snails, fam?" Yes, yes, I did. It's How were they? Buttery, I've heard people say garlicky. They taste like chicken. herbs. Nice. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put chicken. Mm. No, nah, they're tripping, bro. Okay. It's good though. Like every meal I had, I was like, "Yo, bring those snails out." <laughs> At the end, I was like, "What's that word again?" Um, bon appetit. There we go. Uh, so France, nice. Saw the Eiffel Tower and everything. 
really, really great city. And since I'm out here doing, since I just t- talked about South Sudan a little bit, I'm also going to say, like, for all the people in Paris and France, blessings go out your way in prayers for y'all's cathedral and everything. And I, just, I know that you guys are strong and that you guys will rebuild it and just save the, um, have the memories still. And you mm-hmm. guys did a lot of the paintings and stuff. Yeah, they'll be able to, like, restore as much of it as they can. Because that is, that's a historical monument right there. Tragic. It's crazy. Yeah. So, France, fast forward. Now we're going to go to Greece. I think it was the next time. Um, and we went to Athens. And we stayed there for like seven days. And I suggest when you go to Greece, don't stay in Athens. Um, is it like overpriced or just too overdone? I don't even want to say none of that. Uh-huh. I think it's a beautiful city, just like how every city is beautiful in this world. But correct me if I'm wrong, anyone out there listening, but I believe over 55% of the population of the nation of uh, Greece lives in Athens, that one city. And it's very oh. old. And I feel like, I don't like, okay. I feel like for what the Greek people were back in the day mm-hmm. at the height of their empire, that if they were here, they would just look at their city and be like, wow, like this is what it looks like now. And I get, you know, money and all that marble is expensive, but. So very touristy and just. I don't like the city. Okay. I love the people. I love but the culture. I don't the like the, the, the taking care of mm. the buildings. You can have a nice, you can have an old building. You can have a trash house, yeah. a small house, and a house can look so good. But if you let a house go downhill or building, it just looks bad. And I feel like that city, they, it could do so much better. So I recommend. Going to some more smaller cities um, in the countryside and visiting a lot of the islands since they have so many islands. And, you know, that's just a failure on my part. Mm-hmm. But, you but know. that's more the reason to go again. Yes. So you could go to those places. Yes. There you go. And then the next uh, nation I went to was Belgium. And, you know, you talked about Belgium a little bit. I was a little timid since mm-hmm. I was my, by myself. Um, but I went to a little small – a few little – Small cities. I recommend when you go to a country like Belgium or any country, matter of fact, if you plan on hopping around in different cities, find a hub city. So I stayed in Brussels because, you know, I hear about Brussels all the time, about the European Union, since it's the seat of the European Union and everything. Brussels, great city, but you don't need to spend more than four days there, honestly, <laughs> if you're in Belgium. Like, I think that you should, spend a, you should make it your hub city like I did, mm-hmm. get an Airbnb, and at the end of the every, – every morning – Walk to the train station, which is like what I did. I, I literally knew the route. Um, and, you know, get on the train. Go to a city like Ghent, Belgium. Go to uh, Antwerp. I hope I said that right. Go to Leuven, Belgium. Um, you can see all their churches and everything. Go to Waterloo. I did not know that Waterloo was in Belgium. So it paid a lot more attention to history and everything. Waterloo's in Belgium? Exactly. And it was like 34, I think 34 miles from Brussels. Huh. I could have saw the battle. Then, you know, I went in January. It was cold. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I would hop on the train every morning and then go to one of these cities and just walk around and be a different experience every day. And, you know, since Belgium's so small, mm-hmm. you can literally like, hop in and out and everything. And I think it is uh, Ghent, Belgium. I also didn't know that – I'm a big history buff. Okay. I also didn't I'm know not, that so – uh, you're <laughs> teaching me things. I believe in Ghent, Belgium it was. Uh, that's where the U.S. and England signed – the One treaty the to the War oh. of 1812 in Ghent, Belgium. I did not know that. Ghent, Belgium is a very beautiful city. It's it's, it's nice. And their waffles, 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 <laughs> amazing. Waffles are my favorite 
Sorry, I bumped the microphone because I was very excited. Waffles are my favorite breakfast item. Oh, you need to see my Belgian video then. It was uh, the I know, waffles I've, like, die for. I've waited to watch all your videos just so I could just have a time to just sit and just binge watch all of them. I have them. a Belgian playlist and I have an Italy oh, playlist. I know. Or Italia. I creeped on you for a oh, okay. while. Okay, that's a bet. <laughs> so... <laughs> The next, uh, so fast forward out of Belgium and everything, like that was really great because then it opened me up. Made some uh, videos with my homie Johnny about like traveling alone and everything. That was not the best video, but I believe in this world, you know. <laughs> Facts. I believe that in this world, the day that you stop shooting is the day that you're not going to get good content because not everything you do in this world is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So putting out videos makes you better and everything and gets you into that habit and that workflow. And people can really see like, hey, like not everything's always going to be the best. And you know, that wasn't my thinking in the beginning, but then I listened to some more YouTubers. I don't know who you watch, but I watch Peter McKinnon a lot. I watch Casey Neinstadt, Maddie Apoyo. I watch Becky and Chris. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of YouTubers I've mm-hmm. just been watching a lot lately. So that's what I have to say about that. And then, okay, now to Italy, Italia. And I got back, like, I think, like, two months ago. One moment. Did someone knock on my door? Or was someone that downstairs? Did knock. Hello? Okay. Anybody there? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Italy. This was the first time I was going to really have people who I could vlog with and have other characters. So I brought them into the mix, you know. Um, started the video off with being in Dallas, not Dallas, sorry, San Marcos and traveling back to Dallas where mm-hmm. I'm from, put my parents in there and introdu- introduced them. I think it was really great because people love the characters. Like my dad, a very funny person. My mom's so serious. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me. And, uh, when we got there, it was just really nice. Rome, great city. Coliseum, falling apart. I don't know yeah. when it's going to see its last day in earthquake. Yeah. Just like that. Um, Really, really great city. I think that was some of my best work with vlogging because I vlogged every single day I was there. And it was hard because I would vlog in the morning, afternoon, and then get back at the hotel room when the day was done. And uh, what's it called? Literally, I would just, like, start editing. Take the memory card out the camera and start uh-huh. editing. Music, boom, boom, boom. And I'd fall asleep at, like, 4 a.m. at night and then have it saved. And it gave me some great content because I had, like, 11 videos. So that's, like, 11 weeks worth of work to just upload on YouTube every yeah. week. And... It was really great. So then we went from Rome to uh, – flew into Rome and went from Rome, spent three days there. And then our next destination was, I believe, Florence. Florence was the okay. next destination because, you know, we wanted to go see the statue of David by Michelangelo. Not Michelangelo, but Michelangelo. And uh, then we went to go see uh, – we wanted to go to Pisa. So we went to the city of uh, Pisa because we wanted to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And that was nice. It was – I don't like heights. Jumped out of a plane five times, but <laughs> I had a parachute on. Um, and, like, when you're going up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, it's, you can literally feel the lean because it's literally leaning, and you're going upstairs, and it's leaning. It's Dang. all marble. I didn't know yeah. you could go in it. I thought it was just there. Oh, yeah. You definitely have to watch the videos. That's crazy. And the pizza, the pizza, um, the pizza, uh, ah, pizza, sorry. From my German friends, they say pizza a lot. So pizza, it was really, uh, really great. Like I loved having it all the time. Loved their pasta. Loved their seafood. Had seafood pizza one time. Their bread so amazing to die for. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm sad <laughs> I'm not there no more. Um, gelato. I love gelato. Jonathan can tell you this. I don't like ice cream no more. Gelato is the move. <laughs> it is amazing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There it is. Mango what? gelato. Mango. Yes. Oh, my mom likes the lemon or limoncello. Ooh. Limoncello, however you say it. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. That I would one. definitely try it, but I cannot disrespect my mango like that. Oh, no. My dad I'm gets not mad at me letting every time. you know. I'm <laughs> just saying that's the one that my mom likes, and I've tried it, and I'm like, ew, this is – it's just really refreshing, Ooh. that flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so – with it. So after that, we went to see Statue of David, David and everything, and also we saw the Vatican while we were in Rome and stuff, yada, yada. Oh, whenever we were looking at the the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. spelled with an S, and uh, we went in that room and stuff, not going to lie, if you're going to the Vatican Museum in Rome, you need to make sure that you buy your tickets online so you're not waiting that long line. So, Dang. yeah, my mom bought... Our tickets online because that's just how she is. She's got, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's ahead of all the programs. Yes, but even if she didn't, since my brother um has special needs and he's in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like, I never waited in lines at Disney World when I was a kid, never that's waited in lines at all. That's how we so. were with my mom. Literally, so. Yeah. Well, was, okay, so we got there and everything, and I went into the statue, I went into the Sistine Chapel, and I've always wanted to see this, and that's when European History AP comes back again, because that's when we talked about that, and uh, I was like, wow, Max is seeing it now. <laughs> And I was ready. I got my gimbal out and everything. Mm-hmm. Had my smartphone right there. And when you're a YouTuber or a photographer, sometimes you don't have time to be perfect. And this is another thing in case you're not inside Peter McKinnon. So don't always try to get the perfect shot because if you try that, you might miss the perfect shot. You might miss getting that shot. That, so yeah. when I went in there, I was like, boom, hooked up my gimbal and everything, had it ready. And then I literally was looking up the ceiling because, you know, Sistine Chapel has everything all on the ceiling on the sides. Mm-hmm. And I literally started going down slowly to get some perfect B-roll. And then right after I finished, all I hear is, sir, no filming, no filming, no filming. And I was like, it's okay. I got my shot. I'm done. <laughs> I already got it. Boom. Literally. And they, they, they shush you in there. I get it. It's a holy place. Yeah. But literally, they're like, shh. Wow. They're I hope serious I didn't hurt about no keeping it. Yes. So pristine. That's so cool, though. So. And that's crazy to be immersed in something so big and so talked about. It really is like, I think, it. it's really hard for anyone to hold a candle to that, especially since he did that back there in that day. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to go see that someday. It's really like, pictures cannot do it justice at all. Dang. I bet. Yeah, I took a... A course when I was in college, um, it was like partial art history, and our professor was always just like, I mean, here's a picture of it, but this won't do it justice. This is just for you to know what you need to know for the exam that's coming up. And I was like, I understand. The pictures never do anything justice. It's just how you can't just absorb all of its beauty on just like a screen or a piece of paper. You have to be there. And plus, if you go, no, I'm sorry, when you go. Yeah, when I go. <laughs> make sure that you try to, like, I don't know, read up on some more stories in the Bible so that you can, like, understand what some of these paintings mean What's up happening? there. Yeah, so you're like, all right, this is that, this is mm-hmm. that, this is that. It makes it uh, the connection a lot better, a lot stronger. My dad's a minister, so I can be lazy and he can just tell me what's going on. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get lucky on that one. Taking a break from um, travel and all the awesomeness and everything and i aspire to do all of that that you just said um so you just graduated congratulations thank you and you just commissioned congratulations again how do you feel about those two milestones that are like happening right now at this moment i feel like it really shows you that or shows me at least that life is moving fast and if you stay on your path and you have a goal that you can accomplish it. And when you accomplish it, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, like if I can do this, then I can do 
other things because I told people what I was going to do and I did them. And I actually did have one friend text me. I was like, hey, man, like, I just want to let you know, congratulations. You did exactly what you said you were going to do whenever you left high school after senior year. And That's you're getting awesome. It. So that really made me feel really, you really happy. So, yeah. yeah. That's nice. And what's next for you? Your boy's heading to South Korea. That's your first station? It is. How do you feel about that? I love the travel. Haven't been so to Asia there you yet. Go. Yeah. And <laughs> Asia's really expensive, but I'll be going there for free. I guess not for free because I'm going to be working, but, but it's a good trade off. Yeah. You get to see somewhere new that you've never been, even though you'll have to work there. But then you'll get to see a different side of it that other people don't get to see because you'll be working there. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Flights from Seoul, Korea, or like to Japan are like $140 round trip. So Dang. let's just say leave time is going to be a very uh, happy time. Dang. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, do you have any questions for me or in general about growing up adulting? I keep bumping the microphone or anything like that. So what is your plan with this podcast and your YouTube channel? Uh, to just let it happen. Um, so I last year went to a conference called Hispanicize in Miami with my mom to learn more about the digital space and the Hispanic community in the digital space for her nonprofit organization. Because I really like technology and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I help her with her nonprofits, like social media accounts and whatever else help she needs. And so I went with her to this conference. And even on the way there, I told her and I was like, hey, you should consider doing like a podcast for your nonprofit. And you could interview like a lot of the spouses that are in there or anything like that. Because I at that point had started to listen to podcasts. And I was like, I kind of like this, like not a lot of people know about this thing because it's still up and coming type of Mm -hmm. thing i know they've been around for a while but they were just at that in my life they were just now appearing everywhere and so we went and one of the sessions in the conference was about podcasting and they had podcasters in the panel and um, they talked about it and one of the ladies that was on the panel my mom has known for years because she used to work for People in Español magazine, and she would do events for the nonprofit when she was here in San Antonio, and now she has a podcast. So we talked to them for a while, and they gave all the tips of how you could do podcasts and how it's just fun and everything like that, and I was like, that's really cool. I want to do it, and so we went about the conference. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about social media, and I learned how big the Hispanic community is on social media, because I didn't really follow a lot of Hispanic people, Um, and so that kind of opened my eyes, and then after that trip was where I was like, okay, I want to do a podcast, but I can't do it just yet, because I didn't have enough money to start with equipment, Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, the best laptop at the time to be able Boy, you keep ruining everything in this episode. I'm not going to lie, Johnny. I'm a creator, too, in little small things. (laughs) (laughs) It was twice, Johnny. And so we... You made me forget my point. (laughs) I decided when we came back, I want to do something 
and I don't know what I know I want to do a podcast but I don't have the money for it so my friend Jasenia who's been on the podcast a couple times already she is a social media and marketing major at UTSA and so she is all up in social media Um, when I'm when I re-met her back in when my dad was getting deployed in El Paso she had she was Miss El Paso um 2016 so she Mm -hmm. was also taking off on social media because she was miss el paso (laughs) all that clout yeah exactly and so me and her came up with this deal that we were going to hold ourselves accountable because she wanted to start a blog up and i wanted to do something social media wise and so we went out one day we had a photo shoot at the pearl and uh somewhere else downtown we just took she had like a nice dslr camera we went out took some shots had multiple outfit changes we were each other's photographers like yeah we were each other's photographers like we made it happen and we were like all right now we have a bunch of photos that we can start doing all of this from and so what i started initially was a blog on facebook called curly headed cutie chronicles And so I started just making posts and posting the pictures and every once in a while, um, I like to say last year was my year of travel because I went so many places and I hadn't gone anywhere since I essentially left for Costa Rica back my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And so I started a blog up, did blog posts, and I was saving up money to start buying equipment to do a podcast. And it wasn't until February of this year that I finally had like a good start of equipment. Like I had a microphone, I had this little kit that's happening right here of cables and I was ready to go. Yeah. And so I went about it and I started the podcast from there. I had a lot of different names for it. And then from the names I went to life and curly cues because I wanted to talk about life adulting. I figured out my whole little brand and yeah, I made Instagram accounts and all that stuff, like a business one. And I just went about that. And then I started this and I just, I really like to talk. And so I felt like it was perfect for me because I just need an outlet to vent out. So I don't really have much of a plan for it. I mean, eventually I hope it does like get big or anything like that, but I'm okay with the way it's going right now just taking its time casually and I'm just putting out content that makes me happy and that I'm okay with even if like nobody watches it I'm still putting it out there and I'm okay with how it's coming out and everything like that Um, so yeah that's kind of where I see it happening right now I'm not doing blogs anymore because I'm doing the podcast and then I do it every other week so that I can actually take a breather and record things and so I can actually like go to work and enjoy work in the middle of the week. So this is like my weekend job, (laughs) but for free because I don't get paid doing any of this because I'm not at that level. I feel like what you're doing, you need to make sure you don't. Oh, I definitely can't do this one thing to myself. (laughs) I feel like you need to keep on doing you because there's a lot of creators out there Mm -hmm. who, especially when they start out on YouTube or a podcast that they think they're going to get this instant success and everything. They're looking for the wrong things when they start. Mm-hmm. And then they get burnt out really quickly. Yeah. And then that's just that's just it. And, you know, doing something just for you, that's when people really start to see, like, who you are and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, over 7 billion people on this planet. Like, exactly. What's the chances that, you know, not, like, 200 people are not going to like yeah. you and more and plus and plus? Yeah. And that's why I'm just, like, 
so happy with letting it naturally do whatever it's going to do because I'm like, I'm happy. I'm doing what I want. I don't want all this attention. I don't need all this attention. I just want to put out something that I'm like, this is what I need to do to vent sometimes. So this is what I do. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you just got to make it happen that way. And that's just the way it is. But that was a, that was a good question. That was good. What do you see yourself doing with your vlogs and your videos and all that stuff? Homeboy, that's Caesar. I hear him at the door. I really want to inspire a lot more people who are becoming second lieutenants and people who are just joining the army so that they can see. So I started a series where I interview people who uh, I interview people based on their MOS, mm -hmm. military occupational specialty. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to break those down. Yeah. Jonathan came on and he was speaking in a lot of abbreviations. And I only know what the military brat lifestyle teaches you. Uh -huh. And when it comes down to the specifics that Jonathan was mentioning, I was like, uh-uh, you need to dumb it down for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely caught a cramp in my leg. Ugh. Okay, but, um, yeah, so MOS is and I interview people on my YouTube channel. And they basically walk through basic training and... AIT, advanced individual training, where you learn how to do your job, and then they walk, they walk people through like what it's like to be in the guard or the reserve or active duty, whatever their component is in the military, so that then people can see. Because I saw there's not really that many videos solely based on those things, and if it is, they're mm -hmm. boring. They don't really like go into the details, and they're not really that real. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. It's like I get a lot of great feedback on that. Those are like my highest videos in terms of view count and watch time, and then the next one is I started. Uh, just talking about ROTC Reserve Officer Training Corps and what it's about and how to be successful with mm -hmm. it and then just military videos like airborne school what you need and now I guess I'm going to move towards being active duty and being at Bullock Basic Officer Leadership Course and just just so people can see like hey this is how it goes I'm not going to give a day-to-day -day account every time because I'm going to be working and be busy but just checking in, still putting out daily, weekly content so that people can be inspired and see what it's like. Because there's just so much that's not there. And I feel like that's something that we can do. And it's such a great recruiting tool also yeah. so that people can see. And that just produces better soldiers, sailors, airmen, sailors. If I said that, I said that <laughs> twice. What's the name for uh, people in the Coast Guard? Oh. Um. Marines. For the Marines. <laughs> Coast Guards. I don't People know. People in the Coast Guard, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. Yes. Um, for not knowing your term. But, yeah, I want to do that. And then to show how to be a great officer. And, and no way am I saying I'm a great officer yet because I haven't even been through basic officer mm -hmm. leadership course. But just the trials and tribulations and just how to be professional with yeah. having a YouTube channel and still be in that leadership role. Because mm -hmm. I know that... I could go down a bad rabbit hole and I could talk mad trash about my leadership, how I'm feeling, how I'm being treated. Mm -hmm. But in the world, you know, there's good versus evil. And, like, you got to be professional still. And, exactly. you know, just work on yourself because not everyone's perfect and no one's perfect, actually. That's so true. So that's my plan for YouTube. Hopefully, when I get out the military, I don't know when that's going to be. YouTube channel will, will take off even further. Mm -hmm. And that can be a lifestyle and a career. If not, then... Then I'm not life talk is life. <laughs> yeah, since we're being recorded, I'm not going to talk about the other stuff. So that's yeah. just for me to know. There you go. That's all you need to know. All right. 
So now we're getting to the tail end of the podcast where we do the donut mug of questions. My mug that's in a donut or my donut that's on a mug. And so you will go first. You'll go ahead and pick one question and read it. Give your answer. Well, I'm definitely not going to pick up the ones I yeah. have today. There you go. Um, and then, yeah, we'll answer it. And then I will pick mine. If you can change one thing in the past, what would it be? Question mark. <laughs> oh, that's, that's for you to that. answer. Don't put it back in. Don't make the same mistake Jonathan made. Sorry, I didn't know where to put the <laughs> I'm sorry. That was something I didn't debrief you on <laughs> before starting. Okay, you got to answer it. Okay. I think next time maybe we should have a cup so I don't put it back in there. You know, no one's ever mentioned that. So thanks for mentioning <sighs> that. <laughs> I don't want to litter on your bed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so let me read that again for you guys. If you can change one thing in the past, what would it be? Question mark. I guess if there's one thing I could change in the past, it'd probably have to be nothing because I really can't think of anything that I would want to change because at this moment in time, mm-hmm. I'm happy and I'll always be happy and I'll always ba- bounce back and I'll always be resilient. Thank you, military, for that word. Um, so I really can't think of anything I would change in the past because everything has led me up to this moment, and that's that's how it was meant to be. Yeah, I agree. My One of my life mottos is, like, everything happens for a reason. So whatever happened oh, in the past. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, I am <laughs> one of those. Um, so that's – my answer would be I'd probably – I wouldn't change anything, but I would really want to go back and just tell little naive Eileen to be like, girl get yourself out of there don't do that that type of thing um and just change how i reacted to other situations but other than that those situations made me what i am today and made me shut up with what i am big today. Facts. so yeah all right my turn i feel like this one's one of yours probably then <laughs> Do you think they should bring back the boondocks? Y'all get ready for this this hot topic. This or deep conversation. cultural slash society awareness. Okay, you're gonna have to uh, dumb this down for me. What what are boondocks? Oh goodness. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the boondocks <laughs> is this show that used to come on BET, correct? Or did it come on? Yeah, but they they. It was cha- a show. Yes. Okay, so someone's gonna know who's a big fan exactly. Like what? <laughs> Okay, Someone Google help us know. out. Um, but the Boondocks it follows the story of uh, this one guy, his grandpa, and he has two sons. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what are the names again? It's been a minute. They're, um, oh man, Riley and uh, Riley and uh. Oh, Riley and um. Okay, so they have their grandpa. They call him Granddad. Uh huh. And this is like they hit on all these stereotypes about being black and everything, and how people see us. And Huey. Huey, yes. And uh, Huey's like really smart. No, is it Riley? Yeah, yes. He's a really smart older brother. And then Riley's a little one who he's always trying to like help out. And they, be, they really go off. And there's one main character that gets everybody. Oh, my bad. Cartoon Network, okay. Adult Swim. And this one guy, and his name is uh, Uncle Ruckus. Okay. Uncle Ruckus kind of like is a character of an. He's, a, he's Uncle literally Uncle Tom living and breathing, but he's black. Oh. And. Anytime he just 
Okay, so he says he's not black, and he says he suffers from reverse vigiligo, like Michael Jackson. Okay. So if I'm going to act like Uncle Ruckus right now, hope nobody ever takes this video clip out of content, but this is how Uncle Ruckus would be. You know, I, I'm not black. I don't know why everyone keeps saying that. I suffer from reverse vigiligo, you know, the, the thing that Michael Jackson has, but backwards. You know, what a, what a sweet, beautiful white man. What a beautiful white man. Oh, man, I just, just why that white skin. That is some stuff Uncle Ruckus would say. And he's always being mean to Riley and them and everything and saying that y'all are black. Y'all will never be amount to anything. And, but yeah, but he's black. That's the plot to it. Huh. Yeah. And then, like, so what I'm saying with the cultural awareness and the society aspect and everything, anything that's going on in the world, they throw that into there. But sadly, the Boondocks yeah. is not being played no more. And one episode that they played was, you know how DNA testing was such a big thing or still is? Mm-hmm. Um, he did the DNA test, and it came back that he was 102% <laughs> African with 2% error, uh, margin of error. And he broke. The, he went down to his knees and was like, oh, Jesus, what am I going to do now? Quit his jobs, all of his jobs, and went up to Riley and all of them and was like, I'm black. I don't know what I'm going to do. He used his other words, but we're not going to mm-hmm. use those. Um, and he's walking around. He's like, what am I going to do? I ain't got nothing to do. And he's like, you know. One of the only black shows that Uncle Ruckus loves, the only black show is Good Times. It's Good Times because he says, this is this is his correct character again. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, Good Times is such a good black show. It showed what black people are supposed to be doing. Living in poverty, happy doing what black people do. Oh my the good goodness. old stuff. You know, black people just love poverty. That's the kind of thing Uncle Ruckus does. It's so funny uh, to see. And it really hits on all these notes. And it's really great because it, it allows black people to see and laugh. And I feel like that mm-hmm. for people who might not have black people in their town or city yeah. or ever met one, that shows them, like, it gives them stereotypes, but it also shows them, like, hey, man, like, if they think in deeper into it, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what happens to them. This is what they go through. And it's also, like, helps black people connect because they're just like, wow, like, really be going through this like, sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So to see this on screen and everything. And to see it kind of, like, humorized everything, in a way. Everything's, everything is humorous. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that – but in a way, then, I guess – whoever created the show and that type of thing, they're taking that comical stance to kind of be able to put it out there and for people to be able to like watch it and kind of like Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, we should really think about what's happening type of thing. So I think it'd be, it'd be interesting if it was on like now just to see how people would take to it because of the crazy shit that's happening. Yeah. There was an episode about, Donald Trump and President Obama. I'm sure you can already guess whose side he takes. Oh, and yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah. One more question for you. Dang, why well, I got to pull up my own one? I was not you thinking. You want to put it in and then get a different one? Yeah. You can put, put it in and pick a different one. What chore do you absolutely hate? Or if you don't have any now, which one did you really hate back in the day? I hated cutting the grass. I'm not going to lie with y'all. <laughs> I hated cutting the grass so much. Oh, man. Not even just because just just sucks. <laughs> you just cutting grass. And my You're dad's. going lines, turn lines. Yes. And my dad had a pool. So I was over here, like, up on the hill cutting this. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's just, if I had, like, a flat backyard, like, mm, zoom, 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 that's it. But no, this man had way too much grass. And it was no riding lawnmower. Jesus. It sucked. Dang. But. I just didn't like cutting the grass. <laughs> and my kids are going to cut the grass, too. 
they will feel the wrath that you felt when oh. you were put in that position. Facts. <laughs> Mine is uh, dishes, and still to this day, it's dishes. Because, oh, yeah. like I said before, I still live at home and uh, still got to help keep this house put together. Plus, when you eat, you know you, you're going to have to clean dishes. Exactly. I'm like, ugh. So, that's my thing. Okay, last question. What's the cheese myth? Do you know what cheese is? No. Okay, so cheese is Spanish for gossip. So this question is just what's just che- what's the cheese and I don't have any cheese today, so sorry to say. You got some cheese today? Of uh, some gossip? Uh, you got some gossip? I like to call it cheese because it's more fun to say. <laughs> People in this world are just a mess. Yeah, ev- everyone just is really going through something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once we all can realize that people's emotions are real, even if they created them themselves, those are emotions that they are feeling. Yeah. And that we should try to understand them. And if we can't understand them, then maybe we need to go back to the, the whiteboard, chalkboard, depending on how old you are. <laughs> and <laughs> Right? <laughs> and just see, like, what really affects you because – you know when you're sad. You uh-huh. know when you don't feel happy. Yeah. Even if that's not what's going on, that's what's going on with you. So mm-hmm. I feel like with gossip, because I don't have any right now, with just, you know, women and people, just every yeah. go, everyone going through something, that you we all really need to realize that everyone has emotions, and those are really emotions to them, even mm-hmm. if they're not justifiable yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Just be nice to people, no matter how you feel. Don't be rude type of thing. Um, That brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Davion, for joining me. Uh, No problem. Um, Anytime. My final thing. Would you like to shout out anything or say any final remarks? I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I'll keep that to myself. (laughs) If Roz was here, Roz would know what I would say, but I'm not going to say that. Um, I guess just... Stop, Jonathan. <laughs> um, I guess if you're on YouTube, check me out, Davion West, D-A-V-I-O-N, space, and then W-E-S-T. Thank you for joining, and y'all can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Y'all can watch on Facebook and on YouTube, and until the next one, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Ciao.